Hello, I'm your host and I'm Christopher. And today I'm just going to be talking to you about the difference between being wealthy and being rich. You know, because wealth is the abundance of power. Rich is the abundance of things. The knowledge and the know-how, now that can make you rich. But wealth, through the power of God, makes you profitable in things. Health, peace, and joy are just the evidence of the fruit that shows that you are wealthy. I tell you what, this is what Proverbs 13, 21, and 22 says. Evil pursues sinner, but the righteous good shall be repaid. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. And Job 27, 13, and 17 says, this is the portion of a, of a wicked man with God. He may pile it up, but the just shall wear it. So I understand the feeling of last place. I understand the meaning of lack. You know, when I'm looking at everyone else excel, when the sinners seem to be passing me by, you know what I'm saying? When it looks like I'm fighting a losing battle. But the Gospel of Matthew states in 2016 says that the last shall be the first and the first shall be last. For many be called, but few chosen. There are many called to walk in last place, but only few are chosen to be catapulted into first place. You see, you must be tested. You must be tried. You must go through, but you must also come out. To whom much is given, much is required. The testing of much shows you the character of a man. They say money makes you the person that you really are. Who are you really? Are you a giver or are you selfish? Are you polite or are you nasty? Faith is the currency of the kingdom. Money is the currency on earth. Your kingdom currency reflects your place in the earth. Do you have faith that moves mountains? If you do, then you will have money that moves mountains. Look at it like this. The man that thought and then opened his mouth and said, there are diamonds in that mountain. I'm going to move whatever it is that I have to move in order to get to my diamonds. It began with the thought, then came words, then actions, and then came product. The work produced diamonds. Faith without works is dead. Spoken from that perspective, in order to multiply what you have, it has to be multiplied by something else. So faith multiplied to nothing is nothing. Works multiplied to nothing is nothing. But when you multiply faith to works, you have something. But the bigger the faith and the works, the bigger the harvest. Who's to say your works wasn't to study out the information? Who's to say your works wasn't to speak and believe that God is God? He didn't say we had to work hard. He said, take of me, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. What yoke? The yoke of work. What burden? The burden of a lack of rest. So, you know, further up, now, now further up in that chapter, at verse 27, Jesus said, all things have been delivered to me by my father. A father who has already given everything into the hands of his first son will give into the hands of his sons after him. It's called inheritance because it's something that you did not work or labor for, but something that you receive from the labor of someone else. OK, the word tells us without the son, nothing was made. Even life when he became flesh and dwelt among us. For in the book of John was said, nothing was made without the word. And we found out that the word was the son and the son was the example or the standard for us to live and walk by. There was nothing too big or too hard for Jesus to move. Even the spirit 
that the disciples could not cast out. Jesus said, oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out. What if we were to walk in that kind of authority, in the kind of power that when he spoke to the fig tree, it withered away? Mm. Yeah, they looked apart, but they ain't had no fruit. What if we walked in the place in the earth that Jesus walked in? He said, verily, verily, I say unto you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. And greater works than these he will do because I go to my father. Whatever you ask in my name, that I will do. That the father may be glorified in the son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. He is saying I will do anything you ask in my name that glorifies the father. What does that have to do with wealth, you might ask? Well, in Romans 8 and 32, it says, he who did not spare his own son, but delivered him up for us all. How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? God is not tit for tat. You do this and I'll do that for you. It's not like that at all. God knows your heart. Yeah, he also knows the man and the thoughts and the intentions of the man. So don't let him use you. And then you get to the gate and say, I cast out devils in your name and I prophesied in your name and all these works I did in your name. He said, depart from me for I knew you not. You workers of iniquity. And then he said, you did that for me so that I would do something for you. Not because you care for the people, the gospel or the word, but you did it so that you could have a certain status, look important and appear to be powerful. Your lips were saying one thing, but your heart was far from me. I move with compassion. You move for popularity. I move because there was a need. You move because of the greed. The more I gave, the more you took without ever giving back. I am and you are a wannabe. And besides, you use my name and my name holds weight in the earth. What did you expect to happen? Did you think that I would just let my name come to nothing? When I am known to be the breath of life, I have what you need and you can get it. But you have to come to the Lord truthfully, willingly to lay down your agenda for the Lord's purpose. The Lord is willing and is able to provide whatever it is and however he has to provide it. Even if it has to come through a fish. When Jesus came to Capernaum, the tax collector came to Peter and he said, does your teacher not pay temple tax? And he said, yeah. When he came into the house, Jesus said to Simon, from who do the kings of the earth take customs or taxes from? Their sons or the strangers? And Peter said, from the strangers. And Jesus said, then the sons are free. When you think about it like that and you look at kingdom and Jesus say, the sons are free. Free is a state of mind, is a state of being. Jesus already went to the grave. Jesus already conquered death. Jesus already conquered everything in this earth that he needed to accomplish in order for us to reap the benefits. We are joint heirs with Christ. That means whatever he had, we have. Whatever he does, we do. We are joint heirs. We are supposed to be on one accord. But then Jesus said, nevertheless, we offend them. Go to the sea and cast in the hook. Take the fish that comes up first. And when you have opened his mouth, you will find a piece of money. Take that and give it to them for me and you. So Jesus is far from being selfish. He didn't only think about when he was going to give the tax collector for himself because the tax collector said, does your teacher not pay the temple tax? But Jesus told him to go and go get the money out the fish mouth and give it to the tax collector for me and for you.
You see, Jesus is willing to do all these things for us, which in all in actuality, he has already done all of these things for us. If we were made in the image of God, we were made in his likenesses, that means that we can already speak things into existence, right? Right. Why aren't we using our authority? Why aren't we using what God has already given to us? Why, we, why aren't we not using what he has already instilled in us from birth? When he blew the breath of life into us, then we already had everything that we needed. I mean, I don't know if you ever looked back at your life when you were steeped in sin. But I look back at my life and I say, well, you know, even when I was out there doing my own thing, when I was doing what I wanted to do, you know, all I did was just say some stuff and some things just came to pass. And I look at that thing and I say, well, even in sin, I was still a speaking spirit. But now that I'm saved and I walk with God, then how much stronger should my spirit be? How much more authority should I have in the earth? How much more God-like should I be? Well, you know, when we received the Holy Ghost, we didn't receive it in a measure. Only thing that we have that is measured is faith. But when we received the Holy Ghost, we received the Holy Ghost in this fullness. God didn't put piece of piece of his Holy Ghost in us. He didn't do that. He put the whole Holy Ghost in us. And then we have to conform to the Holy Ghost. We have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. But the sons are free. So if you are a son, God already got you. All you have to do is stay the course and not worry. Because this is sure as money is in the fish mouth. The word is in your mouth. And all you have to do is speak it by faith. God says go from faith to faith. He's calling us to be progressive, not digressive. 2 Corinthians 8 9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, that you, through his poverty, might become rich. He being one having everything, said, I take nothing, even though it's rightfully mine, but I give it to you that are coming after me. I die one me for all of mankind that will come unto the knowledge of me and seek me. And the same way that I pour out my spirit is the same way I pour out my riches that have been given to me. We don't have a stingy God. Like I said, when he gave us the Holy Ghost, he, we received it in full. We received him in full. It's us who have to surrender more of ourselves to him. The same way he gives us authority and power. It is us who has to have dominion over the fowl of the air, the fish of the sea, and every living thing that creeps upon the face of the earth. Simply means to rule what I have given you authority over. God didn't make us weak beggars. We were made in his image and in his likeness. We were made to speak and rule from a place of authority. For we are more than conquerors, which simply means to overcome and take control of. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. And if we are full of the Lord, the fullness of the earth is ours as well. We as a people have to stop seeing it as the Bible says, the Bible says, the Bible says. But we have to look at it as the Lord commanded me. The Bible tells you what is in you, which is greatness, authority through who is in you. The question is, can who is in you outweigh what shaped you? I say that because we were born in sin, shaped in iniquity, but that's not who we are. That's simply what we were subject to. So if we allow our ways to be God ways, which way would we go? Or what manner of man would we be? Let's make something clear right now. It was a process that got us to where we are now. And when we look at our now from our then, what does our future look like? It's uncertain because we don't know what lies ahead. 
what if we live like who cares what tomorrow brings? Because as long as life precedes me, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I say it like playing like you're living forever, but you got to live every day like you're dying tomorrow. Because if you live like that, you will live in the moment. And what God tells you to do, that you will do. And where he tells you to go, that is where you'll go. One thing I found out in life is you can do a lot of things, but only what you do for God is going to matter. And if you don't remember anything else I said throughout everything I've said, remember this. You have to have two numbers in order to multiply. One number from nothing leaves nothing. But faith and works produce a harvest and you will know the tree by the fruit it bears. I'm not going to drag it out. I'm not going to make it long. But I want you to look inside of yourself. I want you to examine yourself because there is greatness on the inside of you. But you have to get that greatness that's on the inside to flow outward. You are created in the image and in the likeness of God. When he spoke everything into existence, he gave you the same authority. He gave you the same power to speak everything into existence. But you have to have the power on the inside. You have to believe without a doubt. You have to have faith that God is able to do what you're saying. Because if you don't think he can really do what you're saying, then what is he going to do? It was said that Abraham was the father of Faith. He was the father. He was the father of faith and that it was a credit to him as righteousness. His faith was a credit to him as righteousness. Now, we are the seed of Abraham. So the same faith that was a credit to him will be the same faith that's a credit to us. Now, let's look at it for a minute. Abraham was not poor. Abraham had more cattle than you can count. More sheep, more everything. He had more everything that you can count. I mean, he even went to a battle. Took 10%, gave it to Melchizedek. Melchizedek blessed him. He was fruitful from the time God had spoken to him to his death. Abraham, besides Isaac and Ishmael, Abraham had five other children after Sarah. So what God had given him, what God had placed in him was more than enough for generations after. I want you to understand that we have, we have, we have a place in the earth that God it's calling us to. We have a place in the earth that we need to be. But if we continue to procrastinate and if we continue not to use what God has already given us, if we continue not to walk in faith and we just walk by what we see and we just walk by our feelings and we just walk by what we think can be done, then we will never advance in life. God given us power to get wealth. He didn't say wisdom. He didn't say knowledge. He didn't say understanding. He said, I give you power to get wealth. Power. Where does power come from? It comes from the Holy Ghost. Why are we still walking around without wealth, with what appears not to be wealth? We appear not to be wealthy. We are wealthy in, in, in love. We are wealthy in, 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 in all these other things, in, in the fruit of the Spirit. We are wealthy in the fruit of the Spirit. But where is our fruit of wealth? If we are wealthy on the inside, when is the outside going to look like what we look like on the inside? We are, I don't want to say it, the head of the food chain. I don't want to say, I don't want to say that. But we are, we are the best of the best. Let me say it like that. We are the best of the best. When God imparted his spirit into us, he thought enough of us that he would do that. He thought enough of us that he would take the same spirit that he placed inside of Jesus. And Jesus did all those works that he would plus that same spirit on the inside of us. Why can't we work and move and do things the way Jesus did it?
When Jesus needed something, when Jesus needed that money, he didn't go get it himself. He told somebody else to go get it. He said, Peter, go to the sea, cast your hook in. The first fish you pull up, get the money out of his mouth and come and pay the temple tax for me and you. Jesus already did it. Call those things that be not as though they were. We have to come to a place where we're not being, we're not being stagnant in our faith. We're not living like and we're not saying that we don't have it when we do have it. What we're waiting on is a manifestation. When you can understand that you're just waiting on a manifestation, then whatever God does in the meantime, in between time, you already know that it's going to happen. You got to know that God going to make way. He going to make provision. Whenever God tell you to do something, he going to make a way. He going to make provision for that thing to come to pass. God's word ain't going to return to him void. He not gonna, his word, his word going to accomplish the thing where he sent it to. He's not a God that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. He's not that type of God. When he said, I'll make you the head, he meant, I'll make you the head. He said, I'll make you the lender. He meant, you're going to be the lender. That's what he meant. He meant, you're going to be the lender. We need to take the word at faith value. We need to take the word just like it is. What we're doing, we're taking the word and, and we're looking at it. And we're saying, well, this is what the Bible said, but we're not saying that this is what God commanded me. If all word, if all scripture was given inspiration by the Holy Ghost, then that means all scripture, we should be able to uh, partake in it. Not only partake in it, but, but receive fruit from it. It should impart something into us that we should know when the words say something, we should gravitate towards what the words say. And not what it looked like, not what the world say, because the church is supposed to be the most prominent people in the earth. We supposed to be the, the dominant people in the earth. Why do we look like we in last place? Why do it look like the sinners are ahead of the church? In Ezekiel, he says, speak to the wind in the, in, in the valley of dry bones. He, he told he told Ezekiel, he said, speak. Now, after the bones had got together and everything like that, they were standing up. They was people. They, they was sinews that came upon the bones and everything had taken place. And then God told him, he said, now, after you done all that prophesying, he said, now prophesy to me. He said that since I'm the since I'm the breath of life, prophesy to me. And I cause wind to blow into these bones. I cause these people to come into life. I cause them to become a great and exceeding army and march forward for my name, for my sake. I am God. Besides me, there is no other. I know how to make it happen. I know what to do. I know just how to get you there. All God is saying is just trust me. Trust me. Trust me. Lean not to your own understanding, but acknowledge me in all of your ways and I will direct your path. And I'll get you there. Just trust me. And I'll get you there. Y'all have a blessed night. This is Chris signing off. Love you with the love of God.